Welcome to The Universe Is Your Therapist. We are your hosts, Dr. Amy Hoyt and Lena Hoyt. We are sisters. Take a seat and let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me in this episode of our podcast. I'm Lena Hoyt, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in California. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about how when you're having health difficulties, that it can be really difficult if your medical practitioners don't believe you. I base this on some of the things that have been happening for me in the last four years, where I've had a pretty tough health journey with not a lot of answers. And one of the things I've been thinking about is how um, our physical health can impact our mental health, and our mental health can impact our physical health. And I was reminiscing about how I had been to many doctors in the last four years, and Some of them said to me that they didn't have a medical explanation for my symptoms. Um, I've been to the ER a few times in the last uh, four years. And one time um, I was told that after an MRI and a CAT scan that there was no indication of any concrete diagnosis. And I remember right before they released me, they said to me, we think that you were dehydrated. And I started laughing because I truly drink between like 90 and 120 ounces a day. And um, I thought, well, that's an interesting um, conclusion to draw. So when, when we have a situation with a health journey or somebody who is our loved one and we're, we are having a hard time getting answers, it can be really difficult for us mentally and emotionally to be in a situation where the medical provider is um, explaining what we have either directly or indirectly as something that's going on with us mentally. And of course, as a marriage and family therapist, I'm very familiar with the fact that when we have um, things that have happened to us, that they can affect our mental health. But to have concrete physical symptoms, and then have a practitioner dismiss those as being in your mind or that your mind is creating those, it can be very discouraging. So I was reflecting on how in Western medicine, there's a profound disconnect between the mind and body. And when um, doctors, I've noticed, and this is not true for all doctors, but a lot of them, when doctors can't find a medical explanation for what's happening for you, there is a tendency to have them explain it or imply that this is a mental health issue that's showing up physically. And of course, I realize that that can happen. But when we have experienced um the effort of trying to find a diagnosis over a long period of time, we can become very discouraged and disheartened. And I've found that my own mood and my sense of self can be impacted, especially when I've been dismissed or I experience it as being dismissed by the doctor because they don't have a medical explanation. And 
I've also seen this happen with my father, who has had some similar health challenges as me. It is not necessarily traumatic to have this experience. However, it can be very overwhelming, and there can be some trauma that occurs, in part because if you grew up in a family as a child where you weren't listened to or heard or believed, what this type of um, experience can do is it can trigger some of those old, even subconscious memories. And I've noticed that it can leave us with a sense of doubt. Um, it, it leads to us questioning our own experience and our own body. And the other thing that I've noticed is if a medical practitioner can't find a physical explanation, that sometimes there's a sense of shame in this idea that somehow I'm doing this to myself because of my mental health. So if you've had experiences like this, or you have a loved one who has had experiences like this, it is not unusual for us to experience this incredible sense of doubt. And we start to disbelieve what our body is trying to tell us. That can lead to more complications health-wise, and it really requires a lot of effort to pursue getting a diagnosis when the medical doctors are having a hard time figuring it out. Because of this, sometimes I have found that I needed an advocate to go with me to the doctors. And so as I've done that, it's been very helpful, not because they got aggressive with the doctor, but because they were able to think of things to ask, or they recalled certain symptoms that I hadn't thought of when I was speaking with the doctor. One of the things that has contributed to a cultural shift in Western medicine is the large ACEs study that was conducted by the National Institute of Health and Kaiser Permanente in the 90s. That study had, I believe, 17,000 participants. And what the participants were, were asked is if they had any of these certain set of difficult events as a child. So ACEs stands for Adverse Childhood Events. And then they took the medical records of these uh, 17,000 participants and they compared their health based on how many difficult events they had as a child. And they found a correlation that indicated that if you've had four or more adverse childhood effects in or events, excuse me, in your um, in your younger life before you turned eighteen, that the participants were more likely to have problems with health, and this was indicated by some heart uh, irregularities, some high blood pressure, some diabetes. There's all sorts of things, and this is not me saying that difficult things cause diabetes. That's not what I'm saying here. And I want to make that clear. What I am talking about is that the understanding that chronic stress or difficult events 
can have an impact on our long-term lifelong health has been really powerful in helping to start to shift the culture in Western medicine so that more and more medical practitioners are paying attention to how these traumatic events or chronic stress affects their clients' health. Lately, I've had to be really careful in my own journey to pay attention to my thoughts. It's been kind of challenging to not go down the rabbit hole of the thoughts like, I will always feel this way. I'm never going to get better. Um, This is too much. I can't do this. And one tool that I've used that I have found helpful in many different situations is the concept of right now, the phrase right now. And when I'm talking with clients, I talk about how that's a container for the experience that you're having. If you say right now, I'm not feeling well, that's totally different than saying I'm never going to feel better. And as we are able to put those brackets and say right now to whatever we're experiencing, we actually have less emotional distress and less hopelessness and discouragement. I'm fortunate that I have a new doctor now, and I also have family and friends who believe me when they have seen my symptoms and my difficulty, and never have they insisted that I could actually really do something if I tried hard enough. When people use language like this, it again reinforces this idea that we shouldn't trust ourselves, and it can lead to strong emotions of shame. And When we're in poor health, we don't need any additional emotional distress because we need all the energy in our body to be focused on healing the body. If you find this topic interesting, please check us out at mendingtrauma.com backslash peace after trauma. And I will be doing a live event on medical trauma on the 28th of June. And I hope to see you there. We, we are looking forward to doing some of this work with people and having them understand better what it's like and their own experience what it's like when they have had a problematic health journey. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Universe is Your Therapist this week. If you have any questions or are looking for more information, you can find us at Mending Trauma on Instagram, as well as MendingTrauma.com, our website. And if you're enjoying our content, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We'll see you all next week.